We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, a two-time finalist for the Fantasy Sports Writers Association Podcast of the Year Award. For some of the best daily and season-long fantasy soccer tools in the industry, including detailed stats packages, projections, and more, please visit rotowire.com soccer. And now, please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Friday, November 1st by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's Premier League slate. Jordan, what's up? Hey, uh, I, I do NBA starts up. I'm doing that every day. And then we get to a, to a soccer slate that I, I open it up and I'm like, like if you're a GPP player this slate, you you love it. But if you're a cash player, get your Mylanta ready. <laughs> Uh, I played NBA Cash last night. Oh, how'd you do? I'm not. I'm not going to play NBA Cash anymore. Oh, I did fine. <laughs> I did fine, even with three snowflakes in my lineup. Oh. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I, I should give you some tips. Um, I just need picks. Yeah, I don't want any strategies. I just want picks uh, and a lineup that will cash every time. If you could do that, um, that'd be great. Projections are your friend, Andrew. Uh, it's weird hearing from you. I've heard that. Well, from because you before. Well, in, in, a, in, a, in a less varying sport, projections matter sure. a little bit more. Sure. Um, I also don't follow the NBA much. I was uh, very busy working on something, and 
uh, as an effort to procrastinate, I was like, hey, maybe I'll research some MBA a little bit, um, which was unsuccessful, unsuccessful. And I also should have won a lot more uh, on last night's NFL showdown slate, but I'm an idiot. So I didn't. Well, you didn't have Andy and Isabella? Uh, I did not have Isabella. I did have Bourne uh, in my captain slot. So I got very excited for a little bit. But my decision to play um, Tevin Coleman like a fish instead of Manny Sanders, who I love and happened to actually play in cash in the main slate last weekend because I thought he was going to be so good for the 49ers, uh, cost me you know, more than I would have made. But anyway, we're not here to talk about basketball or football at least not the NFL. Soccer, like you said, it's a really awful cash slate, although I I don't think it's really that bad. Um, It's six games. We have all the lineups. There's no late game. It's a Man City stack slate, and I I think that's fine. I I don't think there's any reason to go anywhere else. Like You can go through all of the other games, but I just don't think it's necessary. Oh, I, I may have to disagree with you a little here. Great. Okay, which makes for an entertaining podcast. Okay, so let's go through all six games. Okay, uh, the biggest favorite on the slate is Man City at mm-hmm. home. Currently a minus 1180 Jeez. favorite over Southampton with a total that's over four. Okay, we're getting to the levels of uh, like these, like not not to the level of like the qualifying Euro Germany versus the Minnow type of things but i mean this is as much like of a, a favorite league. right this is as much of a favorite you'll ever see in a total you'll see in, in the premier league yeah so they're like by far more than like everything else combined next up would be liverpool minus 274 currently uh away to aston villa with about a three and a quarter total then we move down and see where do we go Ar- we go arsenal well, technically, no. Actually, Brighton, did Brighton go ahead. Oh. Brighton minus one forty-three home favorite against Norwich, two and three quarters type of total. Then Arsenal plus minus one twenty-six uh, at home against Wolves, two and three quarter total. Uh, then we got West Ham minus one thirty-one favorites at home against Newcastle, and then uh, where's the pick'em? Kind of Sheffield, Sheffield United yeah. plus one thirty-three. At home with the lowest total against Burnley. So you're gonna stack that game? Uh probably not. <laughs> <laughs> there may be about there may be some value in that game. There you may be. I yeah. think I think in general, uh from a from a eight thousand foot view, uh most of the I would say nearly all the pricing on this slate is efficient. Totally agree. I think that's that's what makes it difficult in cash versus GPP. Like, GBP, you love efficiently priced players because anyone can go off at any time, and there's no, like, things that stick out value-wise that if everyone's gravitating to Aguero and you want to take Sadio Mane, like, go for it. That's perfectly okay. But in cash, when you're just looking for value, uh, you have a lot of guys with what would be considered high-median projected outcomes, but their range of outcomes on their team could be insanely wide. And that's why we start with Man City. Uh, In the forward slot, I think the biggest decision that you're going to have to make this slate is whether or not 
to use non-Man City options in your forward slots. Totally agree. And basically, that secondary part of making that decision means whether or not you're rostering Kevin De Bruyne. Yes. And where the main argument, the debate that you will have, that may we may have, is whether or not uh, Kevin De Bruyne is worth it because it it means that you're going down at forward, or the opportunity cost at forward is so high that Kevin De Bruyne's floor isn't optimal. Yep, I think that's the right description. Okay, so just to cover the Man City options, based on what we would kind of expect their lineup to be, uh, I think the main thing we want to look at, we're going to get the lineups, obviously, but we don't have to wait to the late game which would, it would make this slate even more of a night. Oh, it'd be d- just a disaster. <laughs> is who's going to start between Aguero and Jesus? They both played midweek. I'm assuming it's Aguero, but, I mean, you never know. I'm, I'm assuming that as well. And then uh, who's going to start between, like, Mares and Bernardo Silva? Yep. All of these guys, like, are expensive and... Like, they all have the upside, but, like, you could take Aguero and someone else scores the goals. You could take Bernardo Silva and he ends up with four points. I mean, like, it's the range of outcomes on these players is ridiculous. I think Bernardo has the lowest floor and the lowest ceiling. I would agree with you, but he's also the cheapest price. Yep, but I'm just saying you're you're paying down for less. I I think that's ultimately the problem um, with the cheaper guys on the slate. Like you were saying, like, Everybody is is efficiently priced. So usually when you have when you want to stack really expensive teams, uh, you are able to do that with guys who are underpriced who may they might not be like great players, but they're underpriced for what they are. So you get a thirty five hundred to forty five hundred guy who is probably more likely to get seven points, let's call it six and a half, seven points. Um, so they're kind of, you know, maybe they should be fifty. 5,000, 5,500. But on this slate, the cheap guys are cheap because they're not that good. And so there are guys who are cheaper, but the ones that we're used to playing, hopefully around 4,200, are like 5,500. So now we're looking at the $4,200 range and we're like, well, this guy's actually just much worse. Like we're not, we're not like finding value. We're just actually playing cheaper guys. Does that make sense? No, that makes complete sense. So from the Man City perspective, if you're going to avoid playing Kevin De Bruyne, I think playing any two of these guys is fine. And I think debating the merit between the two is moot. Totally agree. If you if you have the salary and you're going to play Sterling Aguero and you have the money, play him. If Mares starts... And you want to play Mara Sterling or Mara Aguero? That's fine. If you want to use Bernardo and go Bernardo Sterling, Bernardo Aguero, perfectly fine. I think that, that, that that's if you're racking your head on that decision, there's better places to spend your time <laughs> in your mind than I. All you're making the decision is I'm playing two Man City forward eligible players, and then whatever it is, it happens to be. Yeah, I think Mara Sterling is the lowest owned combo. If among assuming those with two, ass- yeah, assuming they start and among just the forwards. Okay. But because of that, since I don't want to spend so much time on a, on a, 
a minus twelve hundred <laughs> for total favorite. Uh, they're going to be the chalk in GPP. Yep. Uh, I don't know what combination of them. I don't know individually. Uh, but I mean, they're all going to be high enough owned, which makes like everyone else in this range perfectly great GPP plays. Yep. Salah, Mane, Firmino, Lacazette, Obama Yang, like any of any anyone. Pepe's in there too. Come on now. Pepe's Pepe's bubble. I we have to give a special because I wanted to talk oh, about Oh, okay. Pepe. Okay. Okay. See where you're going. Right. So all the guys that I mentioned, other than Pepe, are ceiling players. Like they have high ceilings yeah. but lower floors. Yeah. Pepe is more of a high floor and potentially high ceiling. Yes. Uh so like I don't want to put Pepe's ceiling down. But now with Pepe, I mean, is Pepe essentially on a monopoly of set pieces for Arsenal? Uh, I think he's sharing with uh, Ceballos. Okay. But he's get, he happened to be getting more of them recently, yes. Right. But not a monopoly. So no. traditionally, right, yeah. but traditionally in cash, we're looking for guys with <clears throat> higher floors. Pepe would be a great choice, but also understand he's 9,500. Yeah. Like this is not, even at, if, if it was 8,000, I'd be the conversation would be a little bit easier. Yeah. Go. I, I mentioned in my article that like, if, if you were like, um, you can have, uh, most of the set pieces from a home favorite, from a forward who is the, uh, 10th most expensive at the position, you would probably think he's like 8,500. But because we have Man City and Liverpool ahead, 9,500, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot for the 10th most expensive guy on the slate. Right. Understand the difference. And w- like we talk about with goalkeeper a lot of times with the odds. Man City. Okay. Uh, understand Arsenal is minus 126 at home. Understand that Liverpool is minus 274 away. Which, you know, minus 274 away is a pretty healthy favorite. Yeah, it's solid. Minus, minus 126 at home is like a normal favorite. Yep. Like in a neutral place, they may even be, not even be... That you don't even have to lay odds. Man City is at home as a minus twelve hundred favorite. Okay, like it's the the disparity is ridiculous. So while Pepe does provide you with more certainty with a higher floor, uh, or any of the Man City guys could blow his score right out of the water. For sure. Uh, the the way I was looking at it is in the event that De Bruyne doesn't start, which is seems unlikely, but if it happens and it looks like Mahrez has a decent share of set pieces, the salary difference between Mahrez and Pepe is way too small for me to ever think about playing Pepe over Mahrez, given no, th- how huge of a favorite they are. No, that that would be correct. Like to me, to me, I think Pepe is viable in cash in a build where you're not playing you're you're it's I think it's viable in a build with another Man City forward uh but I do not think it's 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 going to be if you're going to play Aguero Pepe and and Kevin De Bruyne I'm not even sure if that's like if you could do it it's it's dumb I mean you could tech you could technically do it I just don't know like you have to punt so, in so many spots that I'm not sure if that's the best move to make. You, if you play the three of them, and Angus Gunn, who is 
now the goalkeeper against two of the guys you are already taking. De Bruyne, I think, is fine, but like you're playing Aguero against Gunn, which is whatever. He's the cheapest guy. That leaves you uh, just under 3,800 per spot for one midfield, two utilities, uh, two, two defenders, and a utility. Right, which to me is like there isn't the guys that are in that range are just bad players. Right, that's right. They're not. They're, you're not finding values at 3,700. You're finding guys who are efficiently priced at 3,700. Right. So that's why, like, to me, this is the biggest type of construction decision you're making. And if you're going to play Pepe, I think it's more likely that even though you're playing Pepe in the spot of Kevin De Bruyne or another Man City forward, it's not because you could get that and two of them. Correct. Would you agree that Pepe has a higher floor than anyone on Man City other than De Bruyne? I would agree with you. Okay. He has, yes, you're right. He has a higher floor, but his ceiling potential is nowhere near. And the difference in floor may not be worth his price to forego a team that may score four-plus goals. Mm-hmm. In the first half. Right. And this is for cash games. Right. Yep. And this is this is for cash games. And GPP, like, like if Pepe's going to come in low-owned— low I don't think I don't necessarily think so enough like then sure then if you want to kind of do a Man City kind of fade but to me I'd, I'd much rather just like I'll go with the Bamiang like I'll go I'll go with someone like hat trick potential I'll go with Salah like to me to me the, the 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 lost player on this slate is Sadio Mane over Firmino no, Firmino's at least a little bit cheaper, but I mean, one like it's. I don't think I think a lot of people may pivot to Salah. Yeah, but with Mane only being five hundred less, I think people are like, okay, I'm going to fade one of the Man City guys and play Salah. I don't think people are going to look at Sadio Mane and go, if I'm going to pay ten k, I'm just going to pay for Salah. So to me, I think, like, yes, he's ten thousand, but he may actually be like the lowest owned of the players in this range. Do you think for those who don't stack Man City, do you think it's more likely that they just stack Liverpool or stack Arsenal or they try to mix? Meaning- no, I, 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 think, I think the better uh, GPP strategy this, this slate. Avoid all three B- of them? No, no. Oh, oh, that's, <laughs> it, the, the soccer contests aren't big enough to do that. Fair enough. So, like, it, it's one of those things where, like, yes, if we had a 50,000-person a, a contest, yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, I think it's better to take a shot on one Man City guy and hope that they get as much of the production. as That you're going to go, I'm going to take Sterling and hope he gets three goals and two assists. And the two assists are to, like, Gundogan. Right. Or to, like, right. to, to, to other Mendy people that aren't yeah. Aguero. Right. Yeah. Or, or you take Aguero and hope he scores four goals and Sterling's sitting there with nine points. And Bernardo's sitting there with seven points. Yep. I think that's the that's the if you're going to pivot type of. G, I don't think you're fading Man City completely. Although obviously, that's viable. Can, yeah. It's just even more high leverage. But I think the lost the lost guys are going to be everyone in the mid range. Yep. In totally. So this is not the context of a slate where you're paying eighty two hundred for Pascal Gross. If if anybody is, um, feel free to post some games and we can play. Right, right. Even if he starts with no Trossard and he's just whatever, like 
I ain't paying $8,200 for him. I really don't see how you can justify it. Right. Or Sebastian Holler, 7900 I mean, it, it won't be a cash play, but I'm just saying that even in GPP, Pookie and 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 uh, Maupai and and Dwight McNeil at 6800 to me still is... It, yeah, he's a great... Ca- against Sheffield, it's like, okay, it's, it's not even a bad matchup. It's like... On a, on a slate like this, like sixty eight hundred dollars for his floor, it's just like I I have, I have better space, I have better spots to allocate that salary. I think people will play him to play De Bruyne though, Aguero, McNeil, De Bruyne, stuff okay, like that. It's viable. It's viable. Yeah. But I think there's another. I think there's another player in the six K range that I'd rather have. Triori. No, I'm not talking about forward. Oh, I'm just talking okay. about there's another player in, in the six K range. I totally agree. At with another you. position. Yeah. That I prioritize over McNeil. Yep. I know where you're going with that one. I think if the dinky do is not, in, I mean, like if you're going to dinky do this slate, like take my head to heads, they're post. I, I, but I think the, I think we should explain that <clears throat> not only is it because you're missing out on the ridiculous upside of these other players, but there really aren't that many great players at midfield and defender who are worth paying up for. Right. Essentially, if you're dinky doing your your first the first midfielder, you we'll get to midfield. If you're dinky doing, you're kind of jamming in like KDB, Snodgrass, like that type of right. That's what build. you're doing, and Buendia, like that's what you're doing right. by not playing Sergio Aguero and Mares and Sterling or Salah or Pepe or any of those guys. So you're like, I'm not playing those guys because I want to play Robert Snodgrass. Right. I think in the lower range, if you get <clears throat> dinky, which is basically play one cheap forward, mm-hmm. uh, I think there are the the options are slim, but I think there may be three viable ones. I mean, you don't like them, but I mean, but I think they're viable. Uh, I think and one one you even mentioned in your article. Okay. Another one I was actually going to write about and decided not to even mention his name. Oh, uh, because he's he's never done well, right? Because it, because lineups. he just yeah. Uh, but I think that the the one that you mentioned in your article is Ashley Barnes mm-hmm. at fifty three hundred. We've seen in this type of matchup him being priced at seventy eight hundred. Right. Okay. Uh, understand this is not a ceiling play. Uh, he can score a goal. He could, but he also. Typically for Burnley, he at least take he's at least more active and takes more shots and is more likely to play ninety minutes than Chris Wood. Yeah, Wood's questionable anyway, but yeah, right. But I mean, even even if they even if they were both together, like the price discrepancy is is silly between the two. Right, but I mean Barnes at fifty three hundred is actually underpriced. Yep, I think uh, another option. Can I guess the other two? Uh, the other two, sure. Well, I know, two. I'm assuming Miguel Almiron is one. Yes. At 4,300. Um, I think he is, just like everybody else, efficiently priced. Had a great game last week, but again, <clears throat> you're playing him for those other guys. And is the last one um, Joe Ellington? I mean, you can. Like, to me, Joe Ellington and Almiron are kind of the same yeah. type of play. Uh, no, what's going on with no, Longstaff is, is suspended. Correct. So like, if there's no, sh- what? Yes, correct. So, so like what goes on with the Newcastle set pieces, given if 
John Joe is in the lineup or Key is in the lineup. Like, is there a chance that Almiron is just going to take set pieces? I think we have played this game a few times. And it's and never worked. It, and it's it, never been him. It, it, he has yet to take one. Um, so Matt Ritchie might be back. Um, I don't know. Like, why would you not think Shelby would play? I have no idea. Just because he hasn't never been? never know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because he hasn't been, right. Yeah, I don't I know. I think it could be Shelby. Uh, could be Atsu if he starts. Yeah, Key, Willems. I think Jetro Willems could definitely take. Um, but, I mean, I, I, do, I would not go in expecting Almiron to take them. Okay. And I would almost guy- make the argument he's priced as if he's taking them. That's how bad he's been. Right, that's how bad he's been. But if you need to punt... Like, I mean, Those are the you guys, don't like yeah. any of these options, right? Like, I was going to mention Callum Robinson. It's like, okay, I mean, it's just like someone. It's just like you're just hoping for any points in that spot. I was going to say, if that's where you're going, I think you're literally just best off taking the two cheapest starters. It literally does not matter who it is. Um, maybe not the Southampton guys. Right. But the reason you'd be taking these guys is because you want Kevin De Bruyne. Correct. Like, you don't have to even go down here. If, you, if you're playing two top-end forwards, if you're playing Aguero Sterling or any of the two Man City forwards or whatever, even if you're playing Pepe, even if you're playing Gross, like, you can't get De, De Bruyne. In a, in an, I mean, unless you're punting exactly. everything. So, like, understand that, that this 2v2 is De Bruyne and a garbage guy that's forward eligible... Or you're playing a Man City guy to not have De Bruyne and then not have to punt everywhere else other than maybe one spot. Right. And and it is just odd to punt that much for the Man City floor player in a game that we're expecting ceiling scores. Right. But I mean, but it's viable. I, that's why I'm approaching it. That it, that You never know. That Maybe you do do that. But the, the, the additional problem, as you mentioned before, is that when we move over to midfield, like, we have a lot of midfield forward eligible players, obviously. Uh, people that are midfield only eligible, like, they're not, I mean, other than, like, you got De Bruyne at 10-8, you got, like, Snodgrass and Buendia at 7,600 and 7,100, and normally, like, if, if Man City wasn't on the slate, I'd have a build that has both Snodgrass and Buendia in it. For sure. But for the context of this slate, like, if you play Snodgrass and or Buendia in your lineup, it's like, like, you're not playing De Bruyne, and you're, you may, you're, you're not playing, a man, like, like, I don't know what you're doing contextually on the slate, other than being contrarian in GPPs for floor players, that why, like, why are you playing the floor guys in a slate where the goal totals combined on a six-game slate is that this high? Right, right, right. I think if—and and even if you're in that range, like let's say you have some Man City guys and you're like, should I play Snodgrass or Buendia? The answer is probably you should play Gunduan if he starts. Right, or you just play another <laughs> Man City guy. Right. Right? Yeah. Somebody commented on the, uh, in the Discord that this slate would be awesome as a five-game slate without Man City. Oh, it would be a great. It would be a great everything slate, right. both cash and GPP. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You take Man City off the slate, and it's like, wow, oh, wow. You could, you know, 
people are going to place the law, but then you could pivot to this guy, yeah. and then people are going to do this, and then and then the cash lineup would just be like, okay, I could just, uh, as long as I get Snodgrass, Buendia, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, and just figure it out from there. Yep. Play Dwight McNeil and Pascal Gross, and you're good, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, then everything is fine. Get your Mylanta ready. <laughs> uh, what are we going to be doing with, uh, with well, out, if Snodgrass doesn't start? It's... It. Like, I get it, but it's just not even worth talking about. But sure, right, do, like whatever Felipe, you want. Lanzini, Fornals. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, they're, they're priced at, at this mid-range point where, like, they're in this dead zone. Yep. I could even throw Norwood into that mix. At 6,000. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't, like, Norwood has a floor, but, I mean, you're paying up, you're paying for it. Yeah. I always like Fleckmore anyway. Right, right. Yeah, if I was going to play, I would save the four hundred. Right. I don't mind. Truthfully, I <laughs> you know where I'm going. I agree Arsenal's, with you. Arsenal I, is only a minus one twenty six favorite. I, I'm I'm going to agree with you that I think okay. Matinho is a fine play. Okay, you're on board. Yeah. Finally. See, I can I can get on board when there's no way I can play him. Oh, why can't you play him? I think fifty four hundred is a is a bad use of salary on this slate for Joe Matinho with Man okay, City I, I, on a non Man City slate. I think I think. Okay, that's fine. I think he's a, but I I think it's quite possible in a non De Bruyne build that you're playing like you could play two guys from this like this this range. Mm-hmm. Is that optimal? Well, that's questionable, of <laughs> course, but I think it's viable. Okay. If Shelby started, and with no Richie, is he worth fifty one hundred? I think he might be better than Matinho. Ah, okay. That's why I, and I think Fleck might be too, to be honest. Okay, but let's say that the case where all three are plays, uh-huh. like, don't you see a build where you use two of them? Sure. Don't you see a build where you use all three of them? Uh, not with two Man City guys. Right. But you definitely see one that you use two of them. Yes. Okay. It's viable. It's viable. Right. I think we don't care about the uh, the Villa players. Uh, no. The, the Grealish, McGinn, you know, those, the, those guys. No. The guy that I can't pronounce his name and I never Hower, remember. Howerhand, yeah. Howerhand. Yeah. No, not not this week. We're not, we're not playing Mesut Ozil if he happens to start. No. Robbie Brady at 4,900 is kind of funny. Just like yeah, out of nowhere. Not, right, but he's not going to start. Right. We're not dealing with Solly March at 6,400 if he starts. <laughs> like, the context. What happens, okay, what happens uh, no. if Milner starts? Oh. oh. Um, he's an option. I, I still don't think. I think the only way you play Milner is if he starts in place of Trent Alexander-Arnold. Right, yeah, but that's not going to happen. Right. Uh, ch- I mean, they have Champions League next week. I, w- I wouldn't rule anything out. Right. Uh, the Southampton guys, like, feel free to just completely ignore. Yeah, they're oh. uh, right. I uh, mean, we get down to we get down to even lower range, and then we get another guy that kind of sticks out. Ashley Westwood. Yeah, yeah. I play him over Matinho too. Okay, but he's still that same type of player yep. in that same type of. I'm just saying that looking up at like Norwood at six thousand, like if you're going to play Norwood at six thousand, you might as well just play Westwood at forty six hundred. Totally agree. It's the same type of player in a game that's a pick em anyway, so why not just save the 1400 Yep. 
I think an interesting play, in, and you wrote him up in the article, I have to mention because, like, if you have to compare this guy in a midfield spot versus one of the other players from his team in a forward spot. But St. Maximin at 4,400? Mm-hmm. He's definitely better than Almiron. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But the pro- the thing is, is that the other, let like Joe Linton and Almiron fill a forward spot. Yes. Like, if St. Maximin was MF, I'd put him above the other two easily. Yes. But that's I it. Think, I think you couldn't, you could do worse than taking a shot on Ruben Neves. I mean, there's worse. You're right, but I mean, right. But no but thanks. I'd much rather like go down to 4100 if Atsu starts. Mm-hmm. But it's quite possible he doesn't if Saint Maximin is in anyway. Yep. Like I have no, I have I have no problems at all playing Saint Maximin in cash at 4400. I agree. If I have a, if it, my utility spot is open and I have 4400, like I don't mind playing Westwood or Saint Maximin, or I don't mind playing both of them together. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think the I think the floors of some of these players in this range are still lower than the guys that are two K more expensive, but not significantly enough that I'd rather have the two thousand dollars. Right. Yep. And then do the rest see, are just. Do we? Yeah, is there anyone underneath like Atsu if he starts that is like you'd possibly consider viable other than a pure punt. I know you mentioned Lundstrom at 3,700. Mm-hmm. I think that's like maybe the lowest I go. It's definitely the lowest. But right. it, like that's the lowest, but he's also, I think he's underpriced. Not that he's like some great player, but like I think he should be in that Almiron Atsu range. Right. Um, he's like maybe 600 underpriced. Right. Right. But, but he's still not a he's great just a guy. Player. Yeah. Right. I also thought it was very strange that there are three guys on this slate with the name Longstaff. It's really throwing me off. Well, you don't play one of them at least. Right. You well, probably don't play. Any, don't you don't, play don't want to play Liverpool any. Long, right. You don't play. Right. Don't play anyone with <laughs> Longstaff on the slate. Right. Uh, so moving on to defender, mm-hmm. uh, is is it is it absurdly obvious that if you're going to pay up for anyone, it's Trent Alexander Arnold, and if you're not going to pay for him, you're going all the way down. Ye- for sure. For sure. For, for, for cash. For cash, yeah. I, I mean, I made the point in my article that I think uh, his floor is almost the same as De Bruyne's. Um, and he's 4000 cheaper with clean sheet possibility. Like, I think he... Obviously, we're like playing Man City guys are easy. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is the easiest play on the slate. Right, because I think he's probably he's he's one of the few. We talk about efficiently priced players. I think he's slightly underpriced. He, he's exactly like he's that weird situation. We saw this with uh, Joshua Kimmich last year or two years ago with the Champions League, where they were like, he's the most expensive, but like he's so much better than everybody else. I mean, there's a thousand dollar difference between uh, TA and Andrew Robertson, who's the next highest, but it's still like when you're comparing him to the rest of the slate floor wise, um, like he should be eight thousand. But defenders right. don't go that high, so. Right, they never go that high. Right. Are you willing to chance Benjamin Mendy at forty three hundred? I think I, if you if you're going down here, like it's it's not the worst play in the world. Mm-hmm. But you you never know you never know with him. Yeah. But yeah, it, um, yeah. 
But I think at, if at defender, obviously, I think everyone in the mid range at defender is, uh, I mean, obviously GPP worthy. You pair them up with a goalkeeper. You mm -hmm. know, you do that. Maybe with a forward, defender, forward, goalkeeper type of thing. Hope for the assist. Hope for the clean sheet. So, like, you know, if you want to take a shot of Martin Montoya, I know he's my boy, but, I mean, 4600 is too expensive for me this late. I think uh, the next person I look at after, like, if I'm going to pay down, I think Willem's at 4200 mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I don't, I don't think Baldock is that horrible of a play at 4300 I agree. Uh, I think, like, if Matsuwaku drew the start, which I don't think he does— He's not bad. Uh, I don't think the Burnley fullbacks are bad. Sure. 3700 for Lowton. 4000 for Peters. I think that's that's perfectly fine. I think... Uh, I mean, if you had to get away with Basham even for Sheffield United, like, that isn't the worst play, play in the world. Yeah. The Norwich guys are cheap. The fullbacks. Right, but I mean, but, they don't really do anything. Yep. But, I mean, well, right, like, they're appropriately cheap. They're right, not underpriced, like, they're just cheap. Right, but whoever whoever's in for them, whether it be, like, Lewis is probably unfit. It could be, like, Aaron's on one side and Byram on the other. Yep. I traditionally prefer Byram because he's more of an attacking player. Uh, 3,300. But they're, they're still there, like, if, if, you're, if you're sitting at the 70-minute mark and he had, they have one and a half points, like, don't flip out because... Like, what else do you expect? Right, that's what you bought. Right. Like, if Kraft drew the start for some odd reason for Newcastle at 3,200, sure. But I think you're going down to this. I mean, I, I, I mean, I literally think you're going down to that range in order to build that lineup. Because, like, essentially, like, the, the lineup build is going to be, like, Two Man City forwards with Trent Alexander-Arnold or a Man City forward with Kevin De Bruyne and a punt forward, and then you're still left with kind of the same exact salary anyway, so you're filling in the other spots with the same people. Yeah, that, it, that's exactly what it is. I think the weird thing about the slate salary-wise is that um, you are spending so much on Man City, and yet it's the other pieces that are all just kind of the same, meaning like the Matinos to Shelby to Westwood to Lundstrom. Like you have those guys where you're going to end up, I think, not necessarily paying down at goalkeeper because you're going to, like there's going to be money left over, but not enough to get you another Man City guy and not enough to change the midfield all that drastically. Like if all the midfield guys are the same, like even if they were all the same price, this is like De Bruyne at 10,000 and the West Ham guys will put them a little higher. And like everyone else is 5,000. I like, that's how it feels on the slate. Cause based on what you salary you have with the two man cities and TAA, like you could probably have two of those Matinho group guys and they're all really the same to me. Right. So, so, that I th I so think you have money left over and you're like, so where do, do I just change Westwood to Shelby just because I have the money or do I go from, uh, you know, Patricio to Pope or whatever the, you know, or gun to Pope or whatever the stupid goalkeeper decision is. Right. But I think the popular goalkeeper is going to be heat. Yes, I agree. 
because he would be the cheapest home goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Not facing. You're, you're, you're playing no guys. You're not facing anyone. Again, you're not playing Liverpool players in the lineup. Yep. In uh, what I would suggest at goalkeeper, I mean, only because this is kind of a special slate because of the, how drastically a favorite Man City is, that if you're just so happen to fade Man City forwards and just play Kevin De Bruyne, you take Angus Gunn oh. is so much of an optimal play. Oh, yes, yes. That you should... like, And you could play him with Kevin De Bruyne because we've seen 30-point floor games without Man City scoring from him. Right, it's a so it's like, a De Bruyne cross to an Aguero shot on goal, and that's a one point right. seven for De Bruyne, and a save for Gun. Right. But looking at the top, like to me, I LOL'd seeing the price difference between Ederson and Allison and Adrian mm-hmm. and Liverpool. Like, like, dude, like the the discrepancy in how big of a favorite they are is ridiculous and they're a hundred price difference. Right. Like if Allison if you think that Allison's right price is fifty eight hundred, Ederson should be seventy three. Right, exactly. Right. So truthfully, like Ederson may actually be the most underpriced player on the slate. He might be. Right? But in, in comparatively, right? Like I can't possibly see unless you think someone gets a lot of saves. Like, how do you play Burn Leno at forty fifty six hundred? Why don't you find the 300 from some? I'd rather play the the center back. Like if I'm playing Aaron's and I'm like oh, whoever's 3,000, I play. Yeah, I'd rather play Ederson and whoever's at 3,000. Right. Then 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 only the clean sheet equity and win equity is so high. Yeah, sure, they could give up one goal and it ruins you, but whatever. But I mean that's that's the probability you take. I mean, like I'm taking a look at the cheat sheet and uh, the win equity, the win percentage for Man City. Is eighty six percent clean <laughs> yeah. sheet is fifty two percent. Yeah, I mean that's uh, Liverpool is seventy percent win, forty one percent clean sheet. Arsenal fifty six percent win, thirty four percent clean sheet. It's a three hundred dollar difference. Right, right. And it's like it's like it's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so like I I wouldn't because we've talked about this strategy before. If for whatever reason, I, I'm not even sure. I don't think this is optimal. Since you talked about, since you're probably going to play some of those cheaper 4K, 5K range midfielders, and you may have the salary. If you're playing a build that punts it forward to play Kevin De Bruyne and forgoes one of the mid-man city options, Ederson may be a good block. Except, Right. If Except you, you just said Gun was the good. That's where I actually thought that's where you're going before. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in cash. Like let's yeah, no, say, let's say instead of playing Aguero Sterling, you're playing Aguero KDB Almiron or eight. You know the forward spot Ashley Barnes, something like that. And you go, okay, I don't have Sterling, I don't have Mares, I don't have Silva, I don't have a Man City goal scorer in that spot, and I do have money because I'm paying down at multiple midfield and defender spots, like. If you could get Ederson, his clean sheet win equity equals a goal. Right? Yep. So it's quite possible that, oh, I didn't have Sterling, but I have Ederson's 12 points. Yeah. I'm just, I I don't think, I don't necessarily think that's optimal on this slate. I just wanted to highlight the concept of in a cashed line, if you're looking like for, like to mitigate some risk, 
if you're deciding to not play Man City's ceiling options, Ederson could equal that. Yeah, yep. But then the rest of goalkeepers play wherever you want. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think on this slate, like I like I just described, it's one of the few slates at goalkeeper where it's like either you pay for Edison or you're going all the way down. Yeah. Like, and then it's just whoever. I mean, feel free to play Nick Pope. Feel free to play Dubrovka. Feel play, I mean, Patricia. Like, it, they're, they're all a dime a dozen to me. It's just that you're not you're, – you're probably not paying uh, anywhere. Like, Jimenez, no. I think – the highest you'll possibly... I don't even think Henderson is off. I mean, like, it's Pope. It's like, Pope. If you're not yep. paying for Ederson, you're going all the way down to Pope. Like, to pay for... Uh, Sheffield is not is barely a... Fa- I mean, like, why is the difference $800? Yeah. Like, especially when Ederson's 5900 and not 7300 <laughs> Right. So, like, it's like Ederson or, like, it's Pope and whoever's below him and feel free to... Who cares? Totally agree. So this just means Man City wins one nothing. One nothing, yep. On a on a Fernandi on a substitute, Fernandinho goal from a from a Foden assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even one nothing. It's two to one because the oh right because you need the, the yep uh, own goal. Who's the win clean sheet? Right. Yeah. Otamendi own goal and Sheffield United Burnley is four three. Right, and Pepe has a hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it could happen. Could it? Oh, that's a non-zero chance. Non-zero, correct. Anybody has any follow questions for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead, BlenderHD. I'm a Rotowire Andrew, uh, as I say every time. Also in the Rotowire Discord, which is available for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat to get in there. Jordan, thank you for that, and good luck on this, uh, this Man City slate. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.